Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody, Amen. Tell somebody you are blessed. And I'm happy to see you. Let us pray. Close your eyes. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your great mercies and your blessings. That out of many, Lord, you have chosen us to anoint. We pray that, Father, your word will have full course in our lives. We pray that, Lord, every seed that you plant in our hearts will grow and bear much fruit and give glory unto your name. We pray that, Lord, you give us wisdom, understanding. Take us deeper, deeper and deeper into your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Say amen. I'm very happy to see all of you again. It's always a blessing to minister or share God's word. You see, whatever we share or whatever I share personally is what God also shares with me. So if God speaks to me about something, I share it with others. Um, that's the beauty. It's not like I, I see, I've seen angels or somebody has come to minister to me. Some angels have come to minister to me. Um, actually, it's just whatever God shares. But actually, I've seen an angel before. I don't know if, I, if it's an angel, but I believe. Amen. A human being angel. Amen. So one day I was walking. I never uh, said, I never thought about saying this, but it just came. Let me share it. So one day I was walking on the foot. I think that was when I completed um, high school. So I was just walking on the pavement. And then uh, I saw one person. Yes, one guy. He crossed over and said that whatever God started with you, he will make sure he finishes with you. I was shocked because I didn't know even I didn't even know what he was talking about. Okay, so after he spoke to me, he just passed by. So I was I was thinking about it. I took a few steps. And then when I turned to just call him again to ask him some questions, he was gone. I didn't know where he was. Hallelujah. Amen. One of these days you see an angel say amen. amen. Yeah. So Jeremiah. You know the scripture, right? Do you know or you don't know? What is the scripture? Jeremiah chapter 30 verse what? 18. Can somebody please read for me? Verse 19. Is it? Okay, verse 19. Jeremiah 18, verse 19. Go to verse 19. Continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's fine. It's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. So this year is a year of restorative growth. I, I'm sure some of you have already see, started seeing it. Uh, and it will continue as you continue to have faith and believe that God is going to restore everything that you've lost. Hallelujah. 
Amen. If you believe it, you will see it and you will see, and you, it will be you'll be amazed. Hallelujah. So last week what so on 31st night, what Pastor was saying was that God was going to restore all that we've lost, and then he's going to redirect us, direct us into a right path. Some things have enslaved us. Sometimes we've had we've been in bad company, some, some sometimes it's a bad friend, or sometimes a bad location. Because sometimes, based on your location, you you may not be restored. You may lose a lot. So sometimes God has to actually also change your location. So it's a whole process that God is going to take us to. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Everybody is different. Everybody has a different path. Hallelujah. But God will deal with each of us according to his perfect will. Amen. So in this restorative process, uh, Pastor mentioned that sometimes the, the process is difficult because it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a discipline that God is going to take us through. Hallelujah. So uh, last week, we saw that uh, in, for us to be able to go through this process, um, Jesus made a profound statement where he said that in, uh, what, what scripture was that? If Mark chapter, no, before that, was it Luke or Mark? Yeah, the talent scripture, but before that, there was a scripture. Mark chapter 4, verse 25, is it? Mark 4, 25. Yes, a very profound statement, which is very, very true. The rich keeps getting richer. The poor keeps getting poorer. The top three guys in the class always are the top three guys or top four. And the last three are always the last three. Hallelujah. Somebody who has built a house is likely to build another house. Somebody who has bought a car is likely to buy another car. Somebody who has never built is likely not to build now. Or somebody who has never bought a car is likely not to buy a car now. It's like that's how the world is. Hallelujah. Amen. A profound statement. So in this process of restoration, God is going to, God wants us to be that, that type of he that has person. The, uh, he that has person, the person who keeps getting. Hallelujah. Even though you've lost, because you are a, a he that has person, you get it back. Hallelujah. But the he that has person has some kind of, um, traits or, or some qualities that they have that makes them to continue to have. Hallelujah. Because if you've lost something, you need to have some qualities to be able to get it back. Hallelujah. If God is going to restore it to you, it's not going to just come down like manna. God has to do his part. And you also have to do your part. Hallelujah. Amen. It's very important that you, you take notice of that. You have to really do your part. So we mentioned that um, in, in first, second Peter, is it second Peter? Second Peter. Chapter one, verse five. Chapter one, verse five to eight. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, 
and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our lord jesus christ hallelujah hallelujah so if god if you're going to be that he that hath person the person that is going to take charge of your life the person that is going to take charge of that restorative growth you need to have certain qualities or traits and we mentioned that the, the first one that you have to have is diligence that is the, your ability to overcome all difficulties though sometimes things are very difficult you overcome it and then you push further the bible says in proverbs 22:29 don't open see as thou a man diligence in his business he shall stand before kings and not mere men hallelujah the one who is very diligent in his business whatever business god has when we talk about business it's not just um cash business but whatever business god has given to you in your life whatever you do whatever kind of thing you do even in studies you need to be very very diligent and then you will go higher and higher and higher hallelujah and then we also mentioned that what's the next thing we mentioned diligence the next faith it's important to have faith hallelujah Sorry. It's important to have faith because once you come into Christ, it's faith that brings you into Christ. Hallelujah. But you need to continue with faith. Let, let's go to um, Hebrews chapter 11. Let me show you something. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Hallelujah. So, you know, those times that we were growing, um, we had this Noah story where they said that um, all the animals marched into the uh, I, I don't think the animals just got up and mad. He actually, literally, went to catch the animals and put them in the ark. How can somebody have faith? How can somebody have that kind of faith? God says that it's going to rain. God says that it's going to rain. The rain, when you look outside, you don't see any. All you see is a lot of sunshine. Can you imagine God saying that it's, go, it, it's going to rain in Chennai in, in, in March, April, May? Serious rains in Chennai. Can you imagine something like that happening in Chennai? March, April. Hey! So it's like that. God said that he's going to... And then, and then Noah looks out there. And it's, it's this rain. And then he goes into the, into the bush. Just imagine he trying to catch a lion. Do you know how difficult that is? I will not do it. I will not do... How? Why should I go and catch a lion? Can you imagine? But because of his faith, he had to do things that he, he didn't even need to do. Hallelujah. 
That's what faith makes you do. You cannot see what is going to happen. But because you believe it, you do it. Go to the next verse, please. Verse 8. He did not know where he was going. But God said, that's where, that's where you're going to receive your inheritance. He just got up and he left. Hallelujah. Some of you, when I take, if I should take you to Ghana for one year, you'll be, you'll be missing your, your, your samba and your dosa. My little Amy will say, dosa. Yeah, when you get there in the first two weeks, yes, you will enjoy Ghana food, but after some time, you'll be like, ah, I miss my my samba. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, based on somebody's faith, they take action. So faith makes you take actions. Hallelujah. So in this year of restorative growth, you need to take certain actions based on what God has spoken to you. Hallelujah. And then we also mentioned, which we spoke about knowledge, where you need to have facts available to you. When you have knowledge, when you, have, when you are he that has person, you have knowledge, you learn, you study, and you have facts, you know, you have information. You know, when I started trading, I couldn't, I, I, what, the moment I got into trading, I, the, the next thing I, I, I used to tell my wife, so why is it that nobody told me this five years ago? I'll be settled and I wouldn't have to work and I'll have more time to do God's work. Hallelujah. And that's the whole idea for me to, Get myself settled and then get out of all businesses and then focus on God's work. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's important that uh, you have faith, you have knowledge, and you are diligent. The next thing we are going to talk about today, number one. Can you read it again, um, please? Second Peter 1, 5 to 8. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. For this very reason... Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Hallelujah. Love. Listen, for, uh, continue, yeah, I like, I like that part too. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when you read that scripture, I'm going to show you one way of also reading scriptures. It says that if, if these things be, be where? Can you read it again? If these things be? For if you possess these qualities. For if you possess. Can somebody read King James also? King James, for if these things be in you, anybody ask King James? You don't like King James? For Hallelujah. If these things be in you, if these things be in you, the things we are talking about, diligence, faith, no, if they are in you. Okay, so let's turn the scripture. Let's turn the scripture around. For it, so when they are in you, they make you fruitful, correct? Yeah. If they are in you and they abound, they make you fruitful. 
If these things are not in you, what happens? Somebody help him. If they are not in you, not fruitful. You, you see, you get a picture. Yes. So for us to be restored, for us to go, we need these qualities to be in us and abound. Hallelujah. If, if your faith level is 10%, it should go to 30%, 40%, 50%. Hallelujah. Amen. If it is 50%, goes to 70, goes to 80. If you are an 80, go to 90, 100. You are blessed. Hallelujah. If these things be in you, they must be in you. They have to be in you. You have to be a diligent person. You have to be knowledgeable. You have to understand. See, when you know things, the Bible says in collision, it's like a treasure. It's, 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 it's worth something. Like When I got that knowledge of trading, I realized I have missed some treasure, some hidden treasure somewhere. Hallelujah. But I found it. Amen. If these things be in you and abound, you'll be fruitful. The next thing I'm going to talk about is virtue. Virtue or goodness. Amen. What is virtue or goodness? It's, it's you. When they say somebody's, somebody has virtue, the person is good. The person likes to be good. Uh, the person tries to do good all the time and tries to avoid doing wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. Like for instance, there's a student. Everybody is copying. Now, do you have that issue in your college? You see? <laughs> Everybody is copying. Then one student said, I will not copy. That, person, that student is a virtuous student. Hallelujah. When, when you are in a situation, so this year, what is going to happen is that you're going to be faced with situations where you have to um, choose right. Like it, it, the, the way the situation is going to be presented to you, when you choose, when you do wrong, it will look like you're a good person, but you have to choose to do right. Hallelujah. It's coming. Watch out for it. You have to choose to do right. Hallelujah. No matter what. And don't do something that is right. Don't, you, don't do something that you feel that be, just because you like it. Though it's wrong because you like it, you want it to be right. Do you know there are people like that? I'm, I'm telling you, to, I speak with people all the time. People share their problems with me all the time. I don't know. Like, they, like, they believe me. I don't know. They come to me, they just share, and then I, I speak to them. I, I, and so one, one person came to me. The person didn't actually come to me. I went to the person because the, the wife of that person's friend came to me and spoke to me about a lot of things. So I asked this lady, would you, would you, like, to, would you like to date a married woman, a married man? Would you, would you like to go out with a married man? She said, no. I asked, why? She said, it's wrong. I said, really? He said, yes. But you know what? In, in that same person has a group that a married man is in that group. And this person, this person I'm talking about, knows that that married man likes another woman in their group. But she never talks about it. And as a result of that, the, the, the guy's marriage is on the verge of a breakdown. So when she said that, she will never, I, I explained to her, so the thing that you people are doing it's causing somebody's marriage to break down. And you don't see anything wrong with that. You have to be in a position where you are virtuous. All you do is right. No matter how the situation is. Don't like, don't, don't like something 
Don't like a wrong thing. Don't say a wrong thing is good because you like it. I have come across people like that. They, because they like something, it's good. Once they don't like it, it's bad. The moment you, you turn the picture, every time I try to turn the picture for them to see how it looks, when I turn it, they like the, the other part. But they don't see that what they're actually doing is wrong. So you see, in your life, so this year, you're going to be presented with things like that. Wrong rights, wrong right, wrong right. Make sure you're a virtuous person. God loves virtuous people. He that has, they are virtuous. That's why Paul said, if these things be in you, if they are in you, ah, you are bound with fruitfulness. But a lot of people don't have these things. Once, once they are presented with right and wrong, if it is nice and they like it, the wrong becomes right. Now, this is not true. You, you've not studied for the exam. You've not studied anything. And you are presented with answers. What will you choose, Dimpo? Answers, of course. No, no, I won't think twice. Answer, answer. But what is the right thing to do? You don't have to copy. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not saying I've never copied before. Ah! <laughs> high school. Ah, 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 ah. When I was in high school, I, I was the one, was that it was a, Exam. I was the one who went to bring the answers. Okay. What they used to do was that they used to pay the people uh, who set the exams. So one of the teachers who have the answers, they used to pay him. I have a friend who pay him, get the answer. I would travel, go and take the answers and bring it to my school. Me. Yes, me. That's how stubborn I was until I became born again. So I have copied before. But is this the right thing to do? No. Amen. So make sure you are a virtuous person. You know, let's read some scripture. Especially virtuous wives. <laughs> Please don't beat me after this. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. She is worth far more than... There's a, there's, a part, there's a part I like so much where it says that she will do him good. Ten. Can you... 12. Uh, can you read that? Proverbs 31 verse 12. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Hallelujah. Amen. So, virtuous wives, <laughs> virtuous husbands also, <laughs> they do good to their husbands, and the virtuous husbands do good to their wives. So, if you are somebody, you want your marriage to be very nice, beautiful, you have to do good to your partner. Hallelujah. Amen. So the point of a virtuous person is somebody who does good all the time. Amen. If the person sees wrong, evil, wrong, or right, like wrong or evil, always chooses um, right. Sorry, wrong or right, always chooses right. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So now, when you see people copying, tell them that you are a child of God. You are he that had man. 
you have studied enough. And whatever you have studied is enough for you to pass your exam. Amen. Amen. Maybe you are in the office. You are presented with um, well, wrong or uh, wrong, bad things. You have to choose the right things. Hallelujah. You have to choose right. You have to choose right. You have to choose right. Don't be involved. I don't understand why people are more involved in other people's lives more than their lives. So a person came up to me. She's, she was having a, an issue with her manager. And she came up to me and told me all the problems. I said, chill, relax, go home. Don't stress. By the time we come back tomorrow, everything will be fine. I asked her, did you tell anybody about this issue? She said, no. Okay. Because I knew... If, if, if she has told somebody, by the time she comes the next day, it will, all, it will be all over the world. CNN. She said no. Then, then the next day, I didn't go to the office. She, she, she sent me a message and said, she said, you know what? Everybody came up to me without concerning that issue. I asked her, did you tell somebody? He said no. So how did they know? Then she said that she told one, just one, just one person, just one person. I said, ah, there you have it. That's your CNN, BBC. There you have it. Be concerned more about your life. Avoid, you know, avoid being involved in other people's issues too much. Okay, it, it's not the right thing to do. Be concerned, be supportive, but don't be, you know, something. Somebody has told you something. Say, don't tell anybody. And the moment the person say, it's like the person say, don't tell anybody means. That means tell. To you, you are hearing tell. Hallelujah. Amen. The next thing after um, virtue. I think we spoke about knowledge last week. What's the next thing? Knowledge. After knowledge. Self-control. Self-control or temperance. Hallelujah. Self-control. In King James, it says temperance. What is self-control or temperance? It's like, you see, a Christian life is a life of moderation. When I say moderation, I mean moderate. Okay, you don't do too much, you don't do too less. It, it doesn't mean you are mediocre. No, that's not what it means. But you don't do, you, okay, let me put it right. You live a balanced life. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so let's, let's read the scripture. First Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. 9.25. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Strict training. Can, can somebody read another uh, version? Strict. That's powerful. Strict training. You have to be a strict Christian. <laughs> another version. What version is that, please? Strict and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Yes. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I think she has given me the word strict. That's the best word to describe it. So a Christian 
a Christian, you have to be strict in the way you live your life. You have to be moderate. You understand? You don't do too much, you don't do too less. Sometimes you do too much and then you become stressed unnecessarily. You need to have a balanced life. Like, so, 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 you see, God is going to restore something to you, but you need to be strict. Let's say it's some money that you've lost. Maybe you lost as a result of some or, uh, unnecessary spe- spendings, like excess spending. So this time around, when you get that money, make sure that you are strict on how you use it. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody? Amen. Some people are not strict in the way they do. Some people are not strict in the way they eat. They keep eating and eating and eating and eating. You eat, you have to be moderate in your eating. Hallelujah. You see, you eat sweet, sweet, sweet. Hey, can you imagine in my office, everybody wants to give me sweets. By the time I finish, I have diabetes. You have to be moderate in the way you eat. I, I, I will eat one. I'll try to eat a little bit, and then it's okay. Fine. It's nice to uh, you know you cannot refuse somebody's offer. It's not ethical, especially with the Indian culture. You don't have to refuse anything, but it doesn't also mean that I should eat everything. Hallelujah, Amen. You have to eat well. You have to exercise. You have to manage your life. You have to pray. You have to study, you have to read, you have balance, strict. That's what the athletes do. They strive for mastery. They, they, they go on a strict process. They just don't get up and... and they, so you see, the people, if, if, the, if one of these people... That's one thing I learned from the people who pass, who do well in the exam. They are very strict with how they study. Some of us, we, we study according to our mood or how we feel. If I don't feel like studying, I will not study. John, is that true? If I feel like studying, I will study. Then one day, I, 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 had, I had friends who were medical students. One of them told me that I studied three hours daily, seven days a week, three hours. Every day, 365 days in a year. Three hours daily. It's like tablets for her. And she did well. She, she, she became a doctor. She doesn't do six hours. Uh, some people can do six hours. She, for her three hours. Every day, she will not stop. Whether there's New Year, whether whatever, three hours, she has to study. No matter how difficult the process is, she has to study three hours. Strict. You see, that's what we are talking about. Like, Christian, you have to have a strict plan. So if you're going to recover, you're going to recover something, you have to be very strict on how you do it. Hallelujah. Maybe you may have to um, cut down your sleeping times. Maybe you don't sleep also. You may have to increase your sleep. You have to have a balance in how you do your things. Hallelujah. Is it, is it helping you? Is it helping you somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you're a wife. Maybe you cook only Indian meals. Maybe you should try some continental dishes. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. 
Somebody asked me, somebody said that you always talk about marriage. Yeah, of course. The, the, the one thing about the anointing, another thing about the anointing is the spirit of counsel. That is advice. So marriage advice is also part of the Holy Spirit's work. Amen. Amen. You may, some, of, some of you may never get marriage counseling. You get it in the church once you come and sit here. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so you need to be a strict Christian. Strict with how you, you live your life. Some, somebody doesn't never ever in their life, 365 days in a year, they will never ever read the Bible on their own. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. He that has person has to be that type of person who is very strict. You have to strive for masteries. That, can you study three hours daily, entire year? You will be very, 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 you like top, top, top notch. So some, sometimes we come to school, high school, we go to high school, and, and the guy who is the best chemistry guy I told you about, he has finished the syllabus before he came. Vacation, he, when we went to vacation, he has finished the syllabus, so he, he knows all the, the, the answers and everything. And you see, one thing I learned about, um, when, I went, when I went to high school, that's when I, I also learned that there's a way to study. All questions are, or 80% or 90% of questions are past questions, because nobody has time to set new ones. So if you're able to go through past questions, you are likely to pass your exams easily. I didn't know that me. I was just learning until I got to high school. And they taught me slowly. You see, he that has, they, they know they have a lot of information that you don't know. So this guy will steady, 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 finish the syllabus. Me, vacation, I'll be roaming here, there, there, there with all my friends. Will not even touch one book. This guy will finish everything, complete it, come to school. Every question, he will answer it. Hallelujah. Yeah, very strict. He was a very strict guy. Very, very strict. And we used to have this quiz competition between all the colleges and high schools. And he represented, he was one of the guys who represented our school. And he was a middleman. The middleman means that he's the one that is supporting every angle. Hallelujah. So you have to be a, a very strict, I like that, that word, uh, strict Christian. It will help you. Hallelujah. Amen. When you get the money, don't overspend. Don't underspend also. Hey, some husbands don't want to buy anything for their wives. Why? Uh, it's a waste of money. Don't underspend also. Your wife, buy something for your wife. It's your wife. Hallelujah. Amen. If my wife was here, we'd say, ah, Thank God. <laughs> Next thing. Patience. This is one of the strong pillars of restorative growth. Patience. You need to be a patient person. It's very, very hard. In, on Indian roads. Nobody is patient. Everybody wants to go 
It's like this way everybody wants to go. Everybody wants to go. Nobody wants to wait for that person to know. They also have to wait for us to come. Indian roads. Hey. So, and you know, most of us are, including myself, we are impatient. We don't have, we cannot wait. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. We cannot wait. And you see, with God, the way God works, you have to be a very patient person. Hebrews 6, 12. It is impossible for those... Sorry. Amen. So, okay, before, before we come to Hebrews, let's read Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Luke 8, 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Another version, by persevering produce a crown. Another version, please. And bear fruit with patience. Hallelujah. Fruit bearing. If you're going to see some restoration in your life this year, you have to be a very patient person. Amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. You have to be very patient. Because the way God works, you know, God those days, he will say seven years, ten years, twenty years. Hey! Hundred years. Can you wait 100 years? Somebody said, by 100 years, I'm dead. Because you see, you know, when, when we gave birth to Amy, I saw her, the only thing that came to my mind, when will she grow? It's like, can she just grow fast? It takes time. 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 Like once you plant a seed, you have to wait for it to grow. You have to be very patient. And you see, a lot of Christians are not patient. We are impatient. Like we can't wait. There's a man. This is a story. Just a story to explain what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't know. I cannot say it's a true story. I cannot say it's not a true story. Choose what what you want. Amen. So there's a farmer. There was a farmer who had one chicken, a hen or whatever, yeah, hen. And then one day, he came out of his farm and he saw that there was one golden, the, the hen has had one golden egg. You know the story? You know the story? So what's, what's the moral of that story? He was not patient enough. Yeah. He wanted to do... He, he got one, he started selling the eggs. Then suddenly he said that he, he, he started having plans. You know how sometimes you, you have plans with money that you've not received yet. 
if I make this, uh, you've not made the amount of money. If I make this number of lakhs, I'll do this. You start building all your houses in the world. He started making plans. Then he couldn't wait and he went to just kill the enemy. We need to be very patient. With God, especially God, the way I know God, I've seen him work in my, my personal life. You have to be very patient. Yes, he's going to restore, but you have to be patient with him. He will, like Pastor said, it's a process. It will take some discipline. It will be a painful process, but we will get there. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to be patient. Imagine planting a seed here and then hoping that it grows today. It will never be possible. That ye, Hebrews 6, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. It's only patient people who are going to inherit the promises. Amen. You have to be patient with God. That's why we lack a lot, you know. Patient. We are not patient. Hey. Somebody has small issue. Uh, the other day, somebody said, I need to talk to you in the office. I need to talk to you. I said, what is it about? I'm going to drop my papers. I didn't even want to hear the issue because I, I've heard this statement from people a thousand times. You know, somebody does wrong if they are corrected. The moment they are corrected, I'm going to drop my papers. So what you don't want to be corrected for doing for doing something wrong. So after that, I, I spoke to the person. I said, hey, so listen. I know you very well. Life has been very, very difficult for you. Paying for your rent, taking care of yourself. You know how it is. You know very well. You and I, we know. It's going to be very difficult for you if you drop your papers. Have you thought about that? The person said, no. Then I said, you need to be patient. Fine, sometimes people do things that you don't want. But it doesn't mean that you have to drop your papers. There are going to be difficult times, but you need to be patient. Hallelujah. Touch somebody. Don't touch. See, tell somebody you need to be patient. Don't touch, please. Sometimes we make plans. We, we, we cannot wait for the plans to... <laughs> I've made a lot of plans. Even as I stand there, I cannot wait. But see, I still have to be patient. Amen. Amen. Be patient for the right time. Remember recently I did a trade and an impatient person like me. I don't know what happens to me. Every time I... I I don't, know, I don't know if it's me or it's a lot of people. Every time we, we get out of a trade, that's when it goes high. <laughs> I did a trade. I was like, oh, no, 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 I can't wait any longer. I'm tired. I came out. The very moment, just one hour later, it went high. I'm like, what? If I had just waited small, just small one hour, I've waited many days, just one hour, lost. 
Hallelujah. That's how it is. You need to be very patient. Very, very patient with God. The way God works, you have to be somebody who is ready to wait. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Next. We'll be closing very soon. Don't have time. Perseverance. I think that is patience in my version. Godliness. 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 What is godliness? The quality of being like God. Amen. And how do you become like God? When you study his word. When you study God's word. When you look at the lives of um, Abraham, Moses, all of them. How God deals with them. The way God thinks. How, that's how, he, that's how he, you should know how God works. How God, God doesn't like this. God doesn't like God likes it. God doesn't like it. God likes it. God doesn't like this. You have to be a godly person. And when you're a godly person, like the song we said today, we sang today, God sets you apart. It sets you apart. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 4 verse 3. Psalm. The book of Psalm. Chapter 4 verse 3. Amen. God wants to speak to somebody who thinks like him. Hallelujah. When you're a godly person, all your judgments, all the way you think, all your, your decisions, your judgment, everything will, will, will fall in place. So like in the year of restoration, God wants you to become very godly by studying his word and by knowing him more and more and more. He will set you apart. You'll be very different. When they say somebody is set apart, the person is very different from others. Set apart. Set apart. Like you've gone to a function. You see, they set some people apart. V, 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 I, P. V, 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 I, P. First, it was V, I, P. Then they realized that there were some V, I, P's of the V, I, P. So, V, V, I, P. Then now, V, 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 I, P. V, 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 I, P. So, I went to the stadium to watch cricket. And I was sitting there in the heat. And they're right behind me. People were sitting in the AC. I'm like, why can't I also be there? Then they said, that's the VVVIPs. They set them apart. Why can't you become like a godly person then set apart by God himself? Hallelujah. It, just imagine what God will do with somebody who is set apart. Wondrous things. Amen. Amen. Godliness. So, in this year, you need to be godly. You need to be somebody who knows God, who does things, behaves like God, the way you do your things. You know, how, what, will God, what will God do in a particular situation? How will God behave there? What will God do? That's how you should think. If, God, if Jesus Christ was here, if Jesus, that's what I used to do, if Jesus Christ was here, what will he do at this time? That's, I'll ask my, what will he do at this time? Then I'll go into the scripture to find it. What will he do? What will he do? What will, what will he do? What will he do? Hallelujah. That's how come I came up with that um, the talent thing. Because I had gone into a situation and I'm like, what would, what would Jesus Christ do? And then I saw, I saw that scripture. I was like, wow. Even though it was speaking about our talent that God has given to us, it was actually informing me about how trading works. 
Amen. Amen. Maybe you have a talent, you are not using it. You have to trade it. You have to use it. You have to use it. See, maybe, maybe you, you maybe you feel that you don't sing well. You have to sing, keep singing. That's the only way you, you can improve. That's the only way you can become better. That's the only way you can become better by playing a keyboard all the time. Play, 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 play. Play, 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 play. You become better. Josh, is that not so? When you started playing guitar, was that how you were playing? Yeah. It keeps getting better. I was happy when I when he was playing, I was like, wow, this is really nice. I could, the way he was playing the My Redeemer, he was like very, very professional. You know, I was like, wow, this is really nice. Like, it sounds very nice. But I'm sure he, he, when he started, it was not like that. As you keep doing it, you, as you keep doing it, you become better, better. And you don't know where it will take you to. You see, the way I have seen him, maybe one day somebody will come and see him. He was like, oh, this guy plays really well. Can he play in our, in our band in, 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 in New York next week? Something like that. Hallelujah. And everybody, Joseph, everybody, you, you can become like that. You play keyboard. The kid plays keyboard. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to play for the church, right? Yes. You play for the church, okay? <laughs> but you have to speak to pastor first also. <laughs> Next, and then we are closing. Brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. Brotherly love. Amen. What is that? Um, when you put others, others before you. This is, this is missing a lot in our, our lives. We don't put others before us. Hallelujah. Brotherly kindness. If these things be in you. If these things be in you. If these things be in you. Brotherly kindness. Romans chapter 12 verse 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one, an above, one another above yourselves. Honor one another above yourselves. Amen. Think about others. Think about others. Think about others. Think about others. First John 3.16 Think about others. Think about others. Think about others. First John 3 says, think about others. First John 3 says, we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we are to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And this is not a joke. You have to literally lay down your life. You have to consider others before you. Amen. You know, in, in, in our world, it's different. You, you do it for yourself before you do it for others. But the way God thinks is others first. Others. God thinks about others. God thinks about others. Always, always thinking about how to push others. When we're coming to India, I don't know. I was, I was, I was brought up like that. I don't know how my, my, my dad brought me. I'm always pushing me to do things for others first. So, when we were coming to India, we were about 27 pastors. And everybody was, we were not having money. Everybody had to buy flight tickets. Okay. <laughs> so, I was the one, and I also didn't have money to buy flight tickets. I was the one seriously 
encouraging them. It is going to be possible. Pu pushing them one after the other, pushing all of them to come. I didn't even know what I was doing. So one day we had a meeting, and then they were, they were, everybody was sharing their story. I didn't, I didn't know that that was what happened. I thought I was just being natural. Where they were sharing the story of how they came to India, and everyone literally mentioned my name, how he spoke to me, encouraged me, this day. So after that, the pastor, the main pastor, said, "So you, how did you also come? Since you are the one who." Encourage all of them to come. We also want to hear your story. I was very, very surprised. That actually, everybody mentioned my name because I was pushing. Hey, it's going to be possible. I know you don't have the money, but see, you have a bright future. Something is going to happen in your life. Like that. Always talking, saying something positive to somebody. You may not be able to give to somebody, but you can just speak nicely to somebody. Share something with somebody. Tell somebody to smile. In this, in this country, uh, you don't give a lot of hugs. It means something else. But from where I come from, it's, hugging is like a greeting. So sometimes people are down. You just have to hug them, and they will feel better. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You need to think about others. Somebody is down. Somebody is having some difficulty. Think about how you can help the person. That's how God thinks. Always think about how they can help some. And see, as you do that, God also thinks about you. God see, see, if if not, if God knows that, if God knows that if He, he makes you prosperous, you will take care of ten people, He will make you prosperous. Do you know that? If you know, oh, this guy not, he takes care of this person, this person, this person, he will he will prosper you so that you'll be able to take care of that. But if you're thinking about just yourself. He will move to the next person. That's how he works. Think about others. Think about, think about how you can get others to come to Christ. If God knows that, oh, this guy, he can bring others to Christ. He will bring so many people close to you. If God knows that, oh, this guy, he will give godly counsel. Like he will give counsel from the Bible to these people. He will bring people to you to, for, them, for you to give them counsel. That's why it's important to think about others. What you can do, what you can do for others. If you want to, if, 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 if you, you can bring somebody to Christ, bring another person to Christ, bring another person to Christ, bring another person to Christ, God will bring people to you. He that has. As simple as he that has. So if you think about providing for this person, providing for this, I tell you, people come to me all the time. I don't even know the, 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 the moment they come, I know you not, I know you not tell anybody. That's what I'm telling you. And then they want to know what I will say. Like, what is the advice I have to give? And the truth is, I won't tell anybody. I'm not CNN or BBC. <laughs> and most of the time, the reason why people talk about others is because they have nothing to talk about. Me, I have something to talk about all the time. I have something to talk about all the time. I have something. I, I have. I will talk about trading. I will talk about something. I will hey, do this, do this, do that, do that. I have something. So I don't have space for you to speak to, about somebody else. Amen. It's important to think about others. Think about others. Think about what you can do for somebody. 
Today, think about somebody in your, as you are here, think about somebody, think about how you can help that person. How you can speak to that person. How you can make that person's life better. Hallelujah. And as you do that, God sees what you do. He will say that you have been faithful. Little, the little that he's given you have been faithful. He will give you more. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how God works. Amen. So if these things be in you, is that all? Is that one more? Love. We'll keep love for the future. Maybe pastor will preach about it in the years to come. Amen. Yeah. If these things be in you, if these things be in you, if these things be in you, I'm telling you, faith, knowledge, diligence, self-control, godliness, virtue or goodness, brotherly love or brotherly kind, if these things be in you and abound, you'll be fruitful. Restoration is coming to you in Jesus' mighty name. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for a wonderful year, a year of restoration. We pray that, Lord, oh God, your Holy Spirit will increase in our midst. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.